It is time to dig deep with Stacy and Stacy, a podcast for anyone hungry for God and willing to tackle today's relevant issues with authentic conversations inspired by Holy Scripture, prayer, and devotion to the sacraments. Hosted by two Texas gals who went to the same country Baptist church as little girls, had crazy lives, and found each other again decades later as Catholic convert wives and moms. Get ready, y'all. They're fixing to get real. Hi, I'm Stacey Trusenkos. And I'm Stacey Parkinson. We're going to talk a little bit about evolution. I had an interesting phone call yesterday. Seems like um, there's another discussion going on about um, evolution and creationism. And I get the sense it's sort of coming on the heels of all the COVID-19 stuff and the trust Mm -hmm. in science and trust in government officials and trust in um, the academic Damia. So we're going to discuss evolution after we talk about scripture. But first, scripture. Stacy, yes. take it away. <laughs> yes. Well, happy Monday. Woohoo! And so, <laughs> since it's Monday, I'm um, going to do a little housekeeping before we get started because we have had the weekend. So I just want to yeah. remind everyone of the quote that we talked about last week from St. Ambrose and St. Augustine. Um, Let them remember that prayer should accompany the reading of sacred scripture so that God and man may talk together. For we speak to him when we pray, but when we read the holy scriptures, he speaks to us. And so that's why we want to do this and um, just have a scripture reflection each day. So, um, and and just also want to make sure that I explained that what I'm really doing is just I'm reading the daily readings and something if something jumps out at me, um, then that's what I'm going to discuss. And I I, I just read it during my QT, which is what I call my my quiet, (laughs) my QT. And I just want to encourage you to go back and read it for yourself, because we want to take time to um, give the Lord the opportunity to talk to us. And um, so read the Holy Scriptures so that he can do that. I love um, that you do that, Stacy. And I just want you to know, Stacy. I know I've, you're my friend. I've known you, uh, thanks be to God, for a little <laughs> bit of time now. When she's having a hard time, she will say things like, I'm just going to sit with the word today. Uh-huh. And, and like Catholics sometimes get beat up because we don't read the Bible as much as Protestants. And then we're, Catholics are like, yes, we do. We read it at every mass. That's true. But uh-huh. I don't. I don't hear a lot of Catholics say, I'm just going to sit with the word. And I think that is so wonderful that you do. I mean, of course, we go to Eucharistic adoration. We go and sit with Christ. But when you're sitting with the Bible and just reading it and looking, looking for God speaking to you, which is totally a Catholic idea to listen Mm -hmm. to God through the living scripture, you you are being with God. So I love that you do that. And I love that you're doing that for us every morning. Thank you. And if, if, um, you know, like I think we said last week, if you haven't gotten into the rhythm of doing that, of having Mm -hmm. uh, a daily read, you know, reading the daily scriptures or having your daily QT, then, you know, we invite you to join us each morning because we're going to do this. We're going to unpack some scriptures. We're going to discuss what the we feel like the Lord highlighted to us. So Mm -hmm. so, you know, join us each morning. Yeah. Um, And I wanted to tell you where we get the daily readings because. I didn't know when I first became Catholic. So just in case, I want to make sure you know where to find them. Um, You can go to usccb.org, and it stands for United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. So 
usccb.org. And it'll consist of, you know, daily readings, uh, readings from the Psalms, a gospel reading. Um, it's, it's a great place to start and you can get in the routine of reading your scriptures every day. Now, some days they will have a, um, additional readings like a memorial. And that's actually where today's came from. So, so usccb.org. I'm just emphasizing that. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, And either at the top or the bottom, sometimes, like I said, there'll be optional memorial uh, Mm -hmm. reading. So let's see a quick prayer right quick, and then we'll get started. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Lord, we praise you this morning. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your grace and your mercy and the strength that you give us to walk through each day. And once again, Lord, we ask that you open the eyes of our understanding that we might comprehend the scriptures. We ask for fresh eyes to see you and ears to hear what you would have to say to us today. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I am going to... This is... Okay, so like I said, it was found in the optional memorial of St. <laughs> January. January. <Bishop> <laughs> Yeah, January. That's how we're saying it. That's we're going to stick with that. Yes, yes. Okay, so this is what it says. It is in the book of Hebrews, chapter ten. Brothers and sisters, remember the days past when, after you had been enlightened, you endured a great contest of suffering. At times, you were publicly exposed Mm -hmm. to abuse and affliction. At other times, you associated yourself with those so treated. You even joined in the sufferings of those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property, knowing that you had a better and lasting possession. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence. It will have great recompense. You need endurance to do the will of God and receive what he has promised. So that was the reading, but I'm going to show you how one sentence in a scripture Mm -hmm. can take me a huge rabbit trail and how it can encourage me. And I hope it encourages you. And that's what this is about. I just want to encourage you. So when having my QT before I read this, (laughs) I was praying about a particular situation and I felt like the Lord was encouraging me not to give up and not to give up on him, to trust him in this situation that I found myself. I felt like he was telling me to keep fighting and not to throw in the towel before it was time to throw in the towel. Because sometimes my, you know, to get my thoughts in check, because sometimes my mind can run away with me and I start going down that, um, you know, worst case scenario path. And so anyway, I encourage you to reel your mind back in if that starts happening. When I was reading the scripture, though, this part really jumped out at me. You need endurance Mm to do the will of God. And receive what he has promised. And I actually teared up a little bit because I felt like the Lord was saying it to me again through the word. And it was like confirmation. Endure. Endure. Okay. So to me, that's like stick to stick to itiveness. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like things might get a little rocky, but you can do this. I'm with you. And I thought about physically my like my physical endurance level, which is (laughs) definitely weak right now. I think about people, you know, working out and having that longevity mm-hmm. to work out for hours on end, which is so not me. I do 15 Never. minutes a day. <laughs> oh my 
<laughs> you're so much better. Stacey, I can probably do 30 minutes or 30 seconds on the treadmill. And then I'm like, oh. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, everyone that's out there listening right now with your AirPods and you're at the gym, you're probably shaking your head. <laughs> but um, it just, this reminded me of another scripture in Hebrews 12, 1. And it says, let us run with endurance mm-hmm. the race that is set before us. Now, that is how growing up, my New King James Version read, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Another thing I wanted to share with you is, you know, I've said before that I like to read both the New King James because I know where to find things in the New King James because I've had it for so long. But I also like to read what it says in my Catholic Bible. And so I can go to BibleGateway.com and it'll have both both translations right next to each other so that I can compare them. So anyway, in, in, in the New King James, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So to me, that was saying that sometimes you have to endure the pain of the run Mm -hmm. to finish the race. I mean, if you've ever run a race, you know, it's hard. I mean, your chest is, can start hurting, your heart's pounding, your knees, your ankles, you get tired. You throw up. Oh my goodness. But you have to endure that. You know, endurance is experiencing a hardship, enduring a hardship, an abuse or stress on the body. So you have to endure the run in order to finish the race. So in my New Catholic Bible, it says, let us run with perseverance the race Mm -hmm. that is for us. So they interchanged those words. Mm -hmm. And so when I read that, it was like, (laughs) okay. So I thought y'all are, I mean, I know I'm, I'm always sharing kind of where my mind goes. So I'm just being honest. It's okay. We're in the mind, mind of Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> my mind went to the little engine that could book. Did anybody <laughs> read that book when you were younger? <laughs> but, you know, I love that book. It was one of my favorite ones. And I think I can. I think I can. It's persevering. Yeah. It's don't give up. You know, it's like you you keep going through the pain. Mm-hmm. Walk it through. You, you like we said last season, a million times, walk it through. Walk it it's through. like you persevere in spite of the difficulty, in spite of your knees hurting, in spite of your fatigue, you keep going. You know, sometimes we get knocked down. We got to get back up. We keep on keeping on. And, and then for some reason, go ahead. Endurance. And I was just thinking those two words, endurance kind of kind of refers to the past. Like you, you've you got to endure all that's happening to you right now as it goes into your mm-hmm. past. But perseverance is sort of like a, a, a commitment going forward. I'm yes, going to keep walking sense. through it. And, and it's funny because mm-hmm. we talked so much last season about walking it through and doing the will of God. And sometimes, you know, we were like, God, just write it down on a tablet and stone and we'll do it. Just let me know. But sometimes that mm-hmm. is the will of God is the perseverance itself. He wants yeah. us to commit, to, to let go and to trust him. Yes. Yes. And that's what I felt like he was saying, trust me. But as, as I was reading this, another scripture just came into my, my mind. And I just believe when, when a scripture comes to my mind, I look it up, you know, I, you know, a lot of scriptures. Well, you know, and one will play off, they play off each other. Mm -hmm. Like I'll, I'll be reading one and it'll remind me of this one over here. And it's kind of like a treasure hunt. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just following it to see where it leads. But it was Jeremiah 29, 11, which I know is a 
you know, most people have heard of this one. It's it says, uh, for surely I know the plans yeah. I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare and not for harm to give you a future with hope. Well, there it was to give you a future with hope. More encouragement for me. It gave me hope that I can persevere because I know that God has a plan. And I felt like he was telling me to keep going and not give up. And sometimes, you know, we get news we don't want and it comes as a surprise. But it encourages me to know that God is not taken by surprise. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I'm like, okay, what's the plan, Stan? You know, what are we going to do? And we start figuring it out. My husband likes to say, let's earplay. He calls it uh, earplay. You know, we're just going to earplay this. He he doesn't have to have a plan. I'm a planner. We, we call it trying on the dress. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I need at least some guidelines there. But it's comforting to know that God already has a plan and he knows the plan that he has. Mm -hmm. It's it's you're never going to find with God. OK, hang in there. Check back tomorrow. I'm going to come up with a plan for you. Yep. He's already got yep. it, you know, and he it's the same plan. And this is where I found the um, comfort. It's the same plan before you get that news. Mm -hmm. So before your kids throw you for a loop, before the doctor's report isn't exactly what you had hoped it would be, or before you find out that that bank account has another hole in yep. it, it's the same plan as it is mm -hmm. afterwards. He doesn't have to come up with a new plan. He knows the end from the beginning. Yeah, He is in control. So even though we may endure this little trial, this run mm -hmm. for a minute, we will also persevere through it yep. and keep running so that we can do God's will, cross that finish line and receive what he's promised. I mean, I just want it to be encouraging for you this morning that, you know, I really felt like the Lord was encouraging me not to give up. And I just want to say that to you. Don't give up. I know whatever you're going through. I mean, everybody is something. Mm -hmm. It's right. And just don't give up on God because he has a plan for you for your welfare, not for harm, to give you a future with oh. hope. And one last thought. We don't always get to choose the race set before mm -mm. us. But we can choose how we run that race. Yeah. That's a that's a a deep it's kind of daunting, you know. I it was right I was thinking about something C.S. Lewis wrote in his book Surprised by Joy. Um, mm -hmm. I have my the college students in one of my classes read that. It's his autobiography of his childhood. And mm -hmm. he he says in there about suffering that once once you find yourself in the middle of enduring suffering, suffering loses its its weight over you. It loses its power over you. Like like before you suffer, you're like, I can't I don't think I could do that. I could never do that. I could never deal with that. But as you mm -hmm. and I know, Stacy, the older we get, the more <laughs> we're just marching yeah. towards death, suffering more and more, like more things with our families, more things with our kids, more things in our own lives. And, and he said, but once you're in the, so he suffered a lot as a little boy, he had a lot of trauma in his family. It's like the thing about it is once you're in the middle of suffering and you're happy and you find joy, you're surprised by that joy, you're not afraid of suffering anymore. And, and, yeah. and I think that is a wonderful gift. That is definitely, mm -hmm. you know, if talking about working out, if you, I have had times when I'm working out and I've worked out so diligently for so long enough that I'm not afraid to run a mile anymore. <laughs> I'm not uh, there right now, but, but, you know, like you, you do build up that endurance, I guess is what the 
scripture mm-hmm. saying you build up the ability to endure if you commit to persevere. Right. Right. No, that's true. I mean, it's it is it's it's scary when we're mm-hmm. facing a trial, but we have to commit to keep trusting God and just keep persevering mm-hmm. through it. And I love that. I, I love that he does give us that peace that passes all understanding in the midst of and he gives us the strength to persevere. We couldn't we couldn't make it through without him. We couldn't persevere without mm-hmm. him. We couldn't endure anything without him. So he strengthens us to do that. It's it's like we <laughs> every little thing we do, we lean on him for yep. it. And, you know, he's always there. He never leaves us or forsakes us. Yep. Those are beautiful thoughts. I mean, if if you have been following what I've been writing about on Facebook, which that's my social media platform. I don't do Twitter or Instagram very well, but I, I know how I feel comfortable writing little blurbs on Facebook. Um, my daughter, we, you know, we talked about this last season um, about our daughters being pregnant. My, my 19 year old daughter, Abigail is pregnant again. And, and she's go, she's facing exactly what you're talking about, Stacy. She's facing it with grace. I mean, she was, Mm. she was kind of wondering about the church kind of hurt, hurt by people in the church thinking uh, maybe the church didn't have all the answers, but she found herself at a very desperate place in life where her baby, she was told her baby was going to die and she started fighting like a mama. And um, she's now in the hospital and the baby's alive. The baby's doing fine. Um, Her amniotic fluid is replenishing and she's getting all the help she needs, but she's also been forced into a very peaceful lifestyle for 11 weeks where she has a lot of time Mm. to think and reflect. And um, it's, it's a blessing in many ways um, for her. Cause it, I think it's helping her figure out what, what she's doing. I'm just so proud of her, but mm. enduring what she's enduring right now. So thank you for that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. And that's a, I just got to say that just what came to mind when you said that is, you know, what the enemy men, means for evil, God yeah. will turn around and use it for good. And I think that when we do submit and we do make that commitment to, you know, just to stand up and say, I trust you, Lord, mm-hmm. I trust you and to persevere through and just link arms with the mm-hmm. Lord he can use. He can use that trial or that that uh, situation that we're in. He can bring yeah. good out of it in ways you never imagined, never, yes. ever yeah. imagined. So hang on, buckle up and get ready for the yeah. ride. <laughs> It's going to be crazy. It does get crazier the older you get, too. I mean, it, it does. And, you know, I, I think about things we're enduring right now. And then I think about my in-laws who are in their 90s and all the things they're facing. I mean, they literally are facing the end of their life. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a whole different ball game than what we're dealing with at 50. But they are mm-hmm. they are handling it with grace as well. Well, to switch gears a little bit and and move into the topic segment for today, so it, it seems a bit disjointed, but I think it I think it dovetails with what we're talking about in the scripture for today in the memorial of Saint Janarius. Janarius, okay, Janarius. I don't know if we're pronouncing it wrong. Feel free to correct us. As you know, we don't always know how to pronounce these Catholic words, but um, to go along with that memorial and endurance. Um, I had an interesting phone call 
last week about um, evolution. Okay. So yeah, it seems like we're really changing topics. Evolution. <laughs> I have had lots of questions. So I do a lot of work in the faith and science area. My background's in chemistry. I studied theology a little bit just because I wanted to know what the church teaches. Too many different people were telling me different things. And I'm like, if if the church has the truth and like, could y'all not confuse me about it? Could, could somebody tell me what it is? Because um, I'm all in, I'm going to do it. But I had groups of Catholics telling me different things. And um, one of those areas, because I'm a scientist, was about evolution. And here I come into the church. I don't have a problem with evolution. I've been comfortable with that for a long time as a chemist. And then people are like, oh, if you don't believe the earth was created by God 6,000 years ago, you're a heretic. And I'm like, wait, wait, like, no, I don't think that's what the church no. says. I don't think being Catholic means I have to accept this. But wait, what does the church say? So I spent a lot of years studying that, answering questions, writing about it, speaking about it. It's in my book, Particles of Faith. And I didn't get a lot of phone calls the last couple of years. But lately, I think it's since COVID, like ever since the COVID pandemic, people seem to mistrust the authority in the church. I'm, I'm not even going to comment on why that is. They just seem to have a mistrust of authority in general, the church, the government, um, scholars, academia. So um, I, that's my hypothesis about where all this new discussion about evolution is coming from. But the gist of it goes like this. It's the same as it's always been. People think they, and kids do too. We teach our kids, Adam and Eve, original sin, fallen from grace, redeemed by Christ, the whole plan of salvation history, you know, for us all to get to heaven. It kind of all hinges on one Adam and one Eve, you know, like, like you can't conceive of like a population of atoms falling from grace. What was there like a hundred Eves and a hundred Adams in this small population of first humans? And they all fed Adam, the women all fed Adams from the tree at the same time. And they all <laughs> sent to the same. No, it doesn't work. It's absurd. So it is, it is, I mean, what we do believe constructed together for salvation history from the revelation of Jesus Christ depends on one Adam and one Eve, or so it seems. And, um, then and we teach our kids that and then they get to junior high and then the science teacher's like, oh, hey, evolution, fossils, genetics, genetic mutation, natural selection. Let me teach you about evolution. And the kids are like, what? What? Like, um, mm -hmm. how do Adam and Eve fit into that? And then parents are like, wait, what? And so what happens in a lot of Catholic schools is not a lot, but the ones I hear from the parents are like, you know what, let's just don't teach evolution because this is what the parent thinks. And it's totally admirable, admirable. The parent is like, I'm either going to choose science. You know, I know we're in a scientific age. It's really sophisticated to like science. And that's what the atheists are all about and everything. Or I'm going to stick with that very core foundation of our faith, one Adam, one Eve. And guess which one good Catholics parents pick? Adam and Eve. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the, it's not their fault. The fault is of the educational system, not explaining this better, but then people, as soon as they start trying to explain it, realize it's a very complicated question. So we don't, we're not going to unpack all that right now. I just wanted to say a few things, Stacey, what, like to you, when you, when you hear evolution, what do you hear? 
Well, I can tell you that evolution was never really explained to me. I've never studied it. I am not a scientist, so I'm not, you know, I, I don't know that much about it, honestly. Um, but when I think about it, I mean, if you say the word evolution, the first thing that comes to me is that, you know, people believe that we came from animals, that we came from monkeys. monkeys. <laughs> I mean, that's that's all I <laughs> really. But you know what? I, I have I have I do believe that the church is not afraid to allow us to study evolution and science because I believe that the Catholic church is so rooted and grounded mm -hmm. in Christ and that, that it doesn't scare them to allow those yeah. conversations to take place. And also before, I guess before Adam and Eve, it's not really like if we just went by the Bible, it's not recorded, right? We don't know what happened before mm -hmm. Adam and Eve. So I, I guess science kind of fills in those holes, but it doesn't replace right. anything. Right. Is yeah. that right? Is, am I, it, okay. it, um, it, it, in a way. So if we say it fills in the holes and somebody might be like God of the gaps, but no, Stacy's right. Um, um, it, it, it is, there are two, there are two ways of studying what happened. And um, I just want to, in the few minutes that we have left, just about five minutes in the podcast here, just to give you some things to hang on to. So this is some of the advice I gave to the school. I would not teach children. I don't recommend that any Catholic school teach children about young earth creationism. I think it sets them up for really being disappointed in the faith later on when, when they come to understand the issue better and realize we don't need to cling to young earth creationism to preserve the faith. Um, and the mm. church, the church doesn't require that at all. Now, are you allowed to to go the way of young earth creation? Yeah, the church allows that. As far as science goes, the church isn't going to tell us what to think. They leave that to the scientists. And if you look at the science and go that way, that's fine. If you're looking at the science for that reason. But the only reason anybody talks about young earth creationism is because they think evolution has to be disproven. And all I want to say is it it, it doesn't. If you start with that phrase I like to use, science is the study of the handiwork of God. When you do science, you're studying mm -hmm. creation. When you pray the creed, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of everything, heaven and mm -hmm. earth. God created the mm -hmm. universe. And science, as far as we know, which is so incomplete, science, as far as we know, does see that, you know, atoms came into existence and then um, galaxies formed and then our our little solar our little solar system out here on a spiral arm of the Milky Way galaxy formed and this third planet from the sun had life on it and and it was a matter of molecules coming together and and life arising and and what is life you say what is life well nobody really can say exactly what is life you've got to get into some philosophy and theology to do that but it's okay if you're like, I believe God created everything. So what is life? Well, it's something God willed. And and life arose. And, and then I do think it's fine to study the evolution up to the point of when we see in the fossil record the first human-like uh, remains appearing and to think about how that all came to be. But the thing I emphasized with the school yesterday you don't, none of that ever requires us. There is nothing required. This is where I came out in my book and Particles of Faith, and it has an imprimatur uh, from Bishop Strickland. Nothing in evolutionary science compels us to deny the existence of an Adam and an Eve. 
So if you ask me, was there, was there one man, one woman? Yeah, I believe that. Um, I can look at my kids and say, yes, that's true. Well, what about evolution? Well, evolution is science and it's entirely possible that God worked a miracle to begin humanity. And we don't know the details of it. We don't know when that miracle was worked. We don't know if he said, boom, there's a full adult man and woman or whether they were zygotes and bodies of non-humans. We don't know all that. There's some pretty weird theories you can you can think up there about how the first man and woman came to be. We don't know. And evolution is not ever going to tell us because it, evolution wouldn't be able to figure that out because evolution studies genetic mutation and natural selection. It studies natural things that in the in the world, the way God ordained it, it doesn't study miracles. So but it, but the important hmm. thing for people to realize is that our faith is intact. We don't we don't have to deny Adam and Eve existed even as we study evolution. So I hope that helps a little bit. Does any of that make it make sense though, Stacey? Like you're my measure. Is that, am I speaking clearly no. or am I speaking like wah, wah, wah? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, you speak so clearly. And I mean, you can tell that you've totally studied this and you know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> I mean, it makes it interesting. It makes me want to, you know, read up on it and study it a little bit. I, I guess, you know, sometimes it's you think it's either or, but it, it just sounds like it can be to some point both and. And, you know, I, I can I can have confidence in the Catholic Church yeah. that they know where they stand. Mm -hmm. They know what they believe and nothing is discrediting. No, that. And it's a huge area to study. It's not a simple answer. But what I found really exciting, like you're saying, Stacey, the, the church is involved in this conversation. The church is very much involved in science, especially when it comes to understanding our humanity better. And uh, mm. the Pontifical Academy of Sciences has a lot of information. Um, and I have a lot of work on that subject because I do find it interesting. I find it very interesting. Um, and, and, and yeah, there are sometimes I look at my little toddler granddaughter and I'm like, yeah, you evolved from monkeys. But... <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> it's fun to say, but, all over the place. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so that that is where we're going to wrap it up. Um, endurance, perseverance, read the scriptures, sit with God. Don't worry about science. It's the study of God's handiwork. Anything else, Stacy? No, I love that. I love it when you say that. The study of God's yes. handiwork. Study the words. Study nature. Two books. <laughs> that was that was that was some uh, somebody else, and I'll get the name wrong if I say it. So we're just going to stop now. I'm I'm <laughs> Stacy Tresagos, <laughs> and I'm Stacy Farquharson. Until next time. <laughs>If you are interested in bringing Stacy and Stacy to your parish or study group for a retreat or a talk, they would love to come liven things up and keep it real. Please see stacyandstacy.site for more information. <laughs>